It's time for another edition of Cardinal Cut-Ins, news and updates about the Annandale Cardinals football team. Cardinal Cut-Ins are proudly brought to you by Lake Central Bank, M&M Express Sales and Service, David Bird with State Farm Insurance, Lundin Brothers Ford, Homestyle Country Cafe, Kaz Do It Best Hardware, Truman Welters Power Sports, The River of Life Church in Annandale, and Jeff Lundquist with the Heart of the Lakes team, EXP. Hey everybody, Jeremy Wheeler sitting down with Coach Walter for our weekly interview for our Cardinal Cuttings. And Coach, for the first time in a couple of weeks, we get to talk about a victory, a nice big one, 43-7, the victory over Holy Family. Holy Family didn't score until late in the fourth quarter against your junior varsity. Junior varsity had an opportunity to get out there and play most of the second half. Uh, talk about the game, what went right, and and how did it feel to, to come up with the first home victory this year? It felt great. It took a while. You know, we're not used to that, but uh, <clears throat> it was good. The kids had, <clears throat> sorry about that, kids had a lot of fun. I mean, we had a great week of practice. You know, our week during the practice was to focus on our defense. We didn't play real well the last couple of weeks on defense. And we wanted to get our defensive line doing their job, getting down the line better. Our linebackers doing a better job dropping in coverage. We knew Holy Family would throw the football a ton, so it was a great week to work on that. Uh, work our tackling in the secondary. I think a lot of that stuff carried over to Friday night. Our defense was phenomenal. We had a ton of three and outs, and that's one thing we've struggled on all year is getting on off the field on third down, especially third and long. Our offense had a lot of short fields to work with on Friday. Um, got to be explosive because of that, a lot of big plays. Uh, we got to run some trick plays. Um, we threw the ball really well. We caught the ball really well. Our offensive line did a great job protecting our quarterback. Um, fun game. It's fun to put points up. It's fun to score early. Um, it's fun to see you know some of the reserves get in and play on the varsity field. So it was a good night. It was a good crowd. It was a fun crowd. It was a great night to play, and the kids had a lot of fun playing. Now, I, I know we talked a little bit when, I, when you sent me over the stats and I'm looking at it, uh, knowing that you scored 42 points. 43, uh, 43 Jeremy. I'm sorry. You're right. 43, I was gonna, Jeremy. I was, was going to catch my word. We're not going to shortchange him. <laughs> 43 points. I was expecting bigger numbers from you know your quarterback, Nick Walter, 14 and 22, 146. Four touchdowns and the, the one interception. The, you know, the, the one interception was a, was a 50-50 ball in the end zone. He's throwing that up to, to Tyson Schoberg in the corner. Just got a little bit better position on there. Uh, speaking of Tyson, six catches for 87 yards. But, you know, four of those were touchdowns. But then I stopped and thought about this team. Like you said, they only played basically a half. Your offense, your starting offense came out from one drive in the in the second half. And the field position for you guys were fantastic. Almost every drive you were starting on Holy Family's side of the 50. <clears throat> Talk about how that defense or maybe even the special teams were in getting that great starting field position. Yeah, you know, like I said, defense played great. We had seven sacks in the game. We put a lot of pressure on their quarterback. Um, they throw a lot. Our defensive line did a really good job keeping him contained. Our linebackers did a good job picking up. I think they had 52 yards passing in the game, uh, maybe 57 yards rushing. Um, so, we, you know, we didn't get any interceptions. We had, I think, three fumble recoveries in the game. But when you can turn a team over, which we did three times, you know, get teams to punt, they didn't want to punch because they kept punting, angling the ball out of bounds. They weren't getting a lot of uh, deep punts. So, we were, you know, they were getting maybe 20 yards in a punt. So, like you said, I think about 70% of our drives, we started on the other side of the 50, which you're in four-down territory right away. Mm-hmm. That's how you call call plays. And that's one reason why you saw us take some shots on first down because we know we have three more downs to get a first down after that. When you're on your own side of the territory, you can't do that because uh, on fourth down, you, you know, you're going to have to punt the ball if you don't get it. 
you know, once we crossed 15 against that team, you know, we were going to go for it. So it just allows you to open the playbook up a little bit, gives kids opportunities to make plays. The one interception Nick threw, and you call it a 50-50 ball, that better be a zero ball because he threw it late and it's something you can't do. He was scrambling a little bit. And if you're in the middle of the field, you can throw that. But when you have the end zone, you have a barrier, so the D-back can't drop anymore. So like you said, he got better position. But, you know, that's a great learning experience. I think it's the first time he's had the opportunity this year to do that. So, you know, a good teachable moment. But, uh, you know, we tackled so much better. We did such a better job of communicating on defense on the field with the players to players. That's something we struggled against Watertown. You saw it in the third quarter. Kids weren't communicating. Kids were in different coverages, something that can't happen. And we got lit up because of that, you know. He said something we focused on during the week. I thought our kids were so much better. There just wasn't a lot of open people, a lot, not a lot of areas to run on Friday. And then the defense got off the field. And that's, you know, the whole goal is to get off the field and get the offense on the field in great field position. Our special teams are great. Darby, you know, filled in for injured Zach Rowe, three for four, kicking extra points, which the first one he made, I thought we won the Super Bowl. It was, so, it was fun to see the kids' reaction. It's Darby's first year for football, never played before. You know, kind of talked to me this summer and kicked a little bit and, Said I'm gonna try it. He's been great, and it's fun to see him have some success. Got a couple fakes in the, on PATs, um, so it's fun to run some of our stuff. They gave us some opportunity to do that, and, and the kids had fun. It was fun to see their faces um, playing well. I mean, we just need some confidence. We're getting better, you know. But if you don't get the win, sometimes the kids have a hard time seeing that you're getting better. Mm-hmm. So that was really good reinforcement. It was just a fun atmosphere for the kids on Friday. Should point out, you mentioned Derby Johnson three or four. The one that he did miss was a was a block. He didn't uh, he didn't miss. Now I normally ask when you get an opportunity to get those JV players out there if there's anybody that stood out for you in, in the opportunity. I'm going to answer my own question. We watched Nick Olson in the second half run eight times for 56 yards coming in off the bench. Talk about his progression and and what maybe going forward you could see from him. Yeah, you know, Nick played well. We had a couple of linemen who were kind of getting some work for us, too, in there, Austin Berry and Brody Robolesky, who, you know, Austin saw a little bit of varsity time and on, uh, on on offense, and Brody has, you know, weeks prior coming off an injury right now. But um, So they did a good job up front opening the holes for him. And Nick, you know, we had Nick got out late for us. He had surgery this summer and, you know, basically had to wait, a month, you know, start his season about a month later. Been playing JV the last couple of weeks, but you know, getting first team reps at practice and just getting better and better every week. He looked explosive on Friday. He looked strong running the football. He's a strong kid. Uh, he, I thought he broke some tackles. He he carried the pie a little bit. Um, he likes to bounce things outside. We're trying to get him to run between the tackles a little bit more, which he showed a big improvement on that on Friday night. And hopefully, moving forward, he can you know give us some more depth at running back. You know, we got a lot of games come up in a short amount of time. Um, just needs to keep working on his assignments and and blocking, doing all the other things besides running the football. But he's getting there. He's young. He's a sophomore. You kind of sophomores, it takes a little bit longer. They're not used to the speed of the game, the physicality of the game. But he's getting there, and, and with Nate Green playing well, we're starting to get some depth back at running back, which we were thin the last couple of weeks. So, you know, that's going to be big for us moving forward. I should mention while we're talking about that stable of running backs, Connor Lampy, who's been big for you all season as well, had three carries for 36 yards, and two of those carries were touchdowns. So uh, a nice little nice little performance out there for him, too. Uh, now part of that's going to go into our, our offensive player of the game, too. We started looking at, if you look just at stats, of course, Nick Walter, who was our offensive player of the game, last week had the four touchdown passes all to Tyson Schoberg, who was the offensive player of the game two weeks ago. And part of that comes from our offensive line doing their job, both opening the holes for the running backs and making sure that, 
uh, Nick has an opportunity to throw the football out there. And we talked about Ethan Olson on the offensive line. Talk about him and his progression this year. Yeah, Ethan's been great this year. You know, it's, everybody wants to play early and they want to play right away. Ethan, you know, hasn't had a chance to start till his senior year. I mean, it was you know he played behind Zach Noose last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and then they played behind Logan Brussel the year before that for three years. So sometimes you have to be patient, especially bigger kids. They develop later. You know, younger kids, your running back type kids, they seem to develop early at age. The bigger kids, it takes them a while to grow into their bodies. Takes a while to get that coordination. And, you know, you just got to stay with it. Sometimes they get frustrated. It's like everybody wants to play right away, and you don't always get that opportunity. Ethan's a great example that patience pays off. You know, his body just wasn't ready the last couple of years to play. He's done a really good job in the last year getting in the weight room, changing his body. I mean, he is so much stronger this year than he was last year. Um, he's uh, filled out more. He's more athletic. His feet are better. He's moving a ton better. He's had a great season for us. He's been our right tackle all season. He's he's athletic. I mean, he got that coordination in the last year, and he runs really well. He works hard. He's a kid. And that's one thing they appreciate it. When they have to wait that long to play, they appreciate playing. Mm-hmm. He never takes a playoff. He doesn't take one second on the field for granted. He's been physical for us. He's gotten better every week. And like you said, we've improved the last few weeks, and those are the reasons why you talk about Nick and Schoberg and these guys. They can't do anything without the protection they've had up front. You know, the last two weeks, you know, Nick hasn't got touched. He's had a ton of time to throw the football. Um, and, and he, I know he appreciates the work they're doing up there. It's fun to see Ethan. always had a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. He's a tough kid. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm proud of him. I mean, I get to work with those guys all week long, and, and we have a whole stack of them. You know, Gavin Robass and um, Evan Johnson and David Heitkamp kind of all in the same boat. You know, that all they haven't got a lot of playing time varsity the last few years, and kind of this is their moment to shine. And it's, it's fun to see. It's, you know, they're excited. They're, they're proud of the work they've done. And, uh, like, they work hard. They, they, it's never an effort issue with these kids. That, that's what I love about you. I talk about I smile because it's just mm-hmm. fun. I, I get to see the progression, like I said. And, and they're getting better in the run game. we got to get lower. We love to block at the shoulder pad level. We're trying to get to the hip level. So it's only a couple feet, but it's a big difference when you're trying to move a kid. Mm-hmm. So we're getting, we're getting better with that. They work hard at it. Um, just a great kid, you know, having a great season. Having a great season, I always have a lot of fun playing and just really proud of him. I know he's going to keep getting better, and hopefully we can put it together and, you know, get the run in the playoffs. I talk about the defense. Defense definitely came through, played played well again. Your the starting defense gave up no points on Friday night. It was the uh, the JV that gave up points again, just on the I believe it was Holy Family's last drive that they had during the game. Solid performances all around. You guys got in the backfield. You were causing problems with the quarterback. Um, but one of the names that I think we we've been hearing kind of consistently for the last couple of years, is Evan Norgren. He came through, he had five tackles for you, been a, a pretty solid presence for you at the linebacker position. Talk about him as, as on Friday night and just his progression. Yeah, Evan was great on Friday. I mean, they didn't run the ball a ton, uh, but when they did, you know, he takes care of the middle for us. He allows everybody else to play their position. He was out last week against Watertown, and that hurt us. I mean, it hurt us a lot because we had to move other linebackers to other spots. They just aren't as good there. Evan's a three-year starter, so there's really nothing he hasn't seen. He's probably our best linebacker in pass coverage. He covers really well. He's just experienced. He kind of leads the defense. He calls the defense. Um, he's been beat up a little bit this year. Like I said, he missed last week. He was we missed part of the Glencoe game. Um, so he's kind of just getting back in the, in the form again. Um, we need him to be big. We need him to stop the run. You know, we have Princeton coming up. We have Litchfield coming up, and then obviously 
know, we're probably play Cathedral in the playoffs, we're lacking the playoffs. You know, that's when your seniors, you know, your captain, the three-year starter, he needs to pick it up. I think he will. Um, like I said, he's our best tackle. He's fast. He's a sideline-to-sideline player. We were using him a ton of offense early in the year as a blocking back. You know, one thing we, you know, we think he got worn down a little bit because he does play so hard on defense that I think we, you know, found another kid who can block on offense and we're trying to throw the ball a little bit more anyhow. So that position is not as important. So our goal is to keep him a little bit more fresh on defense mm-hmm. so we can just go, you know, full speed, 100 miles an hour the entire game on defense. I think that's really going to help our defense. But that was a great player. He's a captain, a team leader, um, just a great kid, fun kid, loves to play football. Uh, I think his shoulder, he had some shoulder issues, starting to feel good. He's getting confident again. And expect him to have a nice playoff run for us. Hey, you talk about confidence with him, confidence confidence at all. Like we, we said with the team, all of a sudden, you know, you, you put a win. All the things that you guys have been talking about in practice are working. Um, I commented about the, the, the trick plays, and he said, you know, this is really finally we've had the chance to implement some of those plays. You know, you've got kind of something to keep teams honest throughout every game plan. How, much, how big is that coming into a game against Princeton? Well, I think it's huge. I mean, you know, you talk about improvement. You can show the kids improvement. But, you know, kids are, you know, they see the big picture. I shouldn't say the big picture, the small picture. And they're like, well, we didn't get a win. You know, so just getting a win, playing better and getting a win, it kind of, you know, gets them like, oh, you know, maybe you are getting better. You know, so you need that going through. You just can't keep getting beat down, beat down, beat down. I think you saw that with Holy Family. You know, we put up two right away. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't play as hard. You know, teams that are really, really good, you know, they're going to battle you for the entire 48 minutes. Teams that don't have a lot of confidence, when a couple things go bad, they shut down a little bit. They're just not used to winning. Any, I mean, they had one kid implode during the end of the game mm-hmm. because of that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he was very frustrated. But, you know, that's what happens. And that's even though we've been playing better, you need to get a win here and there to keep the kids' confidence going, to keep them battling for 48 minutes. Because the tough teams, you have to play 48 minutes. You have to battle and battle. There's ebb and flow in every game. There's turnovers. There's big plays. There's penalties that you have to be able to handle and not hang your head. You know, and that's something that we're trying to work on is getting our kids to play for 48 minutes at that level. Because in order to beat the Malacas and the Moors and stuff, that's what you're going to have to do um, in the playoffs. I think we're getting better in that. And that was a big part. And, you know, that's something we can talk about our kids on Monday for practices. You saw what happened to Holy Family. We pounded them right away. Boom, boom. Got two quick touchdowns up. Got three more in the second quarter. They kind of quit playing. And now you see what happens when you quit playing. It just gets worse and snowballs a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that you have to remember when you're out there just to keep fighting. You know, take one possession at a time. Take advantage of every possession. and Don't let a team pull away from you. Keep the game close. And who knows what happens at the end. Absolutely. We're talking about some of those tough teams coming. You've got one coming to town on Friday night. Princeton, uh, at least one of the polls that I saw, was ranked number six in Class 4A. Uh, a talented team coming to town. What do you think about the Tigers? And do your team, does your team have a chance to come out with a victory on this one? Yeah, I think they're pretty good. I mean, I, I saw them play the first game of the year against D.C. We played on Thursday. They played on Friday. You um, saw them on film a little bit this weekend. You know, explosive. They got a really good quarterback, a three-year starter at quarterback. Who's a phenomenal athlete, probably like a D2 quarterback, you know, D2 or D3 basketball player. He's that type of athlete. Um, got one good receiver. They run the ball a lot better this year. I like our chances against them. Just they're good. They're not overly physical. They're not going to line up and just pound you. They want to throw the football. They have the ability to run the football. Defensively, I think, um, you know, there's things that we can attack in their defense. You know, are we play them at home, which I think is big. You know, last year we got behind 17 nothing to them and, 
you know, had an unbelievable second quarter and kind of got back into the game. We didn't need to play like that. We have to limit the big play. You know, something we've given up a little bit this year. We have to limit the big play, make them drive the ball. You know, look at their scores. I mean, they beat D.C., but it, I think it was like 35-28 or 42-35. They're giving up points. You know, that's a good thing. Fully scored 22 points on them on Friday night. So they're giving up points, so we should be able to score. I think we're going to have to hold them to under 28 points. They have a shot to win the game. I think we can do that. I know our kids aren't afraid to play them. They're not going to be intimidated by them. Prince has never beat us. We played them in the last four years. They haven't beat us. They've all been pretty good football games. So I think we'll be in the game. It's just a matter of us making plays. Who's going to make plays in the second half? We need to play better than we have in the second half. And it'll be fun. It's senior night for our kids. You know, our kids, they, 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 you can just see the confidence getting more and more. I think we'll show up on, on Friday. It'll be a fun football game. Absolutely. Now we're talking about too the the season getting real short. You've got Princeton, and then you go on the road that Wednesday with MEA break to uh, to Litchfield for the Battle of the Paddle, and then and then it's playoff season. All of a sudden, uh, we're talking off off air. You're probably looking at right now. You're sitting in the number four seed. You feel fairly confident that that's that's where you're going to end up. Kind of kind of win, lose, or draw on these next two based on what everybody else is doing. Talk about a little bit of that road potentially heading into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean we. No, nothing's locked in yet, but things are pointing pretty good that we're going to be the four seed. We're probably not playing the five seed Cathedral, and that'll be the Tuesday night game. We haven't played the Tuesday night game, I think, six years or something. Uh-huh. We haven't had to play that for a while. So that'll be interesting because we have to practice over MEA. So it's just kind of – we love to give the kids those four days off, the Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday, obviously, uh, just to get fresh. And then Monday and Tuesday, the following week, when we don't have a game on Tuesday, we always spend that time working on ourselves. We don't worry about any other team. It's like, what do we need to do to get better in the next two weeks? You know, a lot of blocking drills, a lot of individual stuff, not a lot of team time. You know, this will be a little bit different this year because we'll play Wednesday. We'll have to practice Thursday and Friday for Cathedral, come back Monday and practice, play Tuesday, and then, you know, start getting ready for Malacca. If we're the four, Malacca is going to be the one. And we'll have to go to Malacca probably Saturday afternoon, um, which is real interesting, but it's exciting. I mean, this time of the year, it'll be fun. You know, we haven't been an underdog in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of the card that we can pull out and play is the underdog against Black and play with nothing to lose. They have to beat us. We're the defending section champion. They haven't beat us yet. we played them multiple times over multiple years. So I think we have that going for us. I think our kids are confident. You know, the playoffs are fun. It's a different vibe. It's a different atmosphere. It's fun knowing that when you win a game, you ruin somebody else's life because they'll never play football again. <laughs> and it's just as heartbreaking when you when you lose and it mm-hmm. happens. So that's always kind of a different element that, that's in the game. But and we see Cathedral a little bit too. I mean, they're going to be a tough matchup. If you have to play them, they throw the ball really well. Um, they, they're very similar to us. That's why we're four and five probably, mm-hmm. you know, seed going through there. But that would be a fun home game to have. And like I said, we'll go to Malacca on Saturday. It'll be a fun trip and, and hopefully come away with a win. But – and then, you know, Morris playing better. So it'll be entry Spectrum. You don't really hear a whole lot about Spectrum during the season, but they'll finish 6-2 and two like they always do. And mm-hmm. I know their quarterback's a four-year starter, and we saw them last year. But um, it's exciting for the kids. you got to stay healthy. you got to take care of their bodies. They have to get to bed. Kids get sick a lot this time of year. They get run down, and uh, they just don't take care of themselves as much as they need to and sleep as much. That's something you really got to guard against because you can't have three or four or five kids missing practice or being gone. Uh, because they're sick, so you got to keep your body healthy um, and stay healthy um, virally, and mm-hmm. you got a shot. I mean, that's a big part of it too. 
Absolutely. I mean, we talk every year that the teams that are the healthiest at the end of the season are the ones that have the best chance to continue through. So, But, of course, one game at a time, and that next, of course, is the Princeton Tigers on Friday, and we'll have our pregame and halftime update as well as our postgame wrap, and we'll name next week's offensive and defensive players of the game. Coach, thank you for joining me. Good luck this week versus the Tigers. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Annandale Cardinal Cut-Ins are brought to you by Lake Central Bank. M&M Express Sales and Service, David Bird State Farm Insurance, Lundine Brothers Ford, The Homestyle Country Cafe, Kaz Do It Best Hardware, Truman Welcher's Power Sports, The River of Life Church Annandale, and Jeff Lundquist with the Heart of the Lakes Team EXP.